0: Hello, you're very welcome here to Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and, of course, as always, Dr. Anisha O'Reilly. Hello. Hi, Anisha. We're on podcast 92, number 92, and we're talking about INFJs today. Um, Anisha, what is INFJ? What does it stand for?
1: Um, it's a personality type. Of the 16 personality types, it's the rarest one ironically, one of my tells as to whether people are inFJ is an awful lot of people want to be infJs except infJs mm. it's, it's quite funny and infJs don't tend to talk about being infJs mm. I, I think this I sort of recorded a podcast on this before but wasn't particularly comfortable in doing so so it's probably mm. one of the most personal podcasts I've ever recorded mm. it's, it's mm-hmm. not a topic I find easy to talk about mm. um, what it stands for the first letter is introverted the second one's intuitive then there's feeling and judging. So it's a particular combination of personality traits. um, And it comes together to make people who um, are incredibly complex. There's a lot of layers to them. It's always the most difficult personality for me to profile. And we're real chameleons. We tend to change ourselves to adapt environments. Um, And an awful lot of people think that we're very extrovert because we've got such a massive feeling component. Like people are really drawn to talking to us. And my mother will joke like that. I'll go into a cafe and like, I'll you know, maybe make sure someone has space beside me or move a chair or, you know, engage with somebody barely. And they'll tell me their life story. Like that's quite that's quite normal. Like so there's an a There's even an energy aspect that people are drawn to. And even babies particularly um, always stare at me. And dogs cross the street to talk to me. Like there's, there's just mm. something that people are drawn to. But they will open up and tell you their their story. Um, mm. it, there's a there's a trust aspect, and I'm always fascinated um, when I work with um, with students mm. that parents will always want to leave their kids with me on my own which I find really quite bizarre and I'm like no 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 stay like you know it's better for everybody if you stay but there is mm. like there's this incredible trust that people put in you
0: yeah and
1: yeah. and I don't think they really quite understand why but it's this all kind of empathy that you have with people
0: and when you say the the the, ra- the rarest <coughs> personality type what kind of percentage are we talking of the population um, will be about one
1: percent um which is quite bizarre for me because I know far more than I should um, I think I counted there a while ago, and I think I had drawn INFJs from 10 countries to me, okay. uh, ranging in the ages between 6 and 60s. Are INFJs attracted to each other or drawn to each other? Um, th- it does seem like as if we have a bit of a honing beacon. I certainly know that the big turning point for us, because we get a lot of aspects of everybody else and we're inclined to, to seek what we really want to seek is how the world ticks and how people work in it in particular um, except Jane Goodall wants to work out how chimpanzees think but most <laughs> the rest of us want to work out how people think <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we never we get a lot of aspects of other people but when we actually meet one Ourselves, who's the same as ourselves, because we don't meet anybody else like us when we're younger. And um, it's a hugely light bulb moment, and it's a real kind of turning point. And I know that the people that I act as mentors to, particularly the younger children, um, it's a really they, they know that there's something about me that they really get, mm. and I really get them. Um, but funny enough, I always choose not to tell parents that their children are INFJs. It's the one personality type I don't tell don't tell parents. Why is that? Not? I think there's a huge pressure that comes with it. I think when you when you type it into Google and you research it, there's a pretty impressive list of people there, and there's just a lot of pressure. I think for some reason INFJ children are exceptionally hard on themselves, and um, particularly between the ages of six and ten, um, and most of the parents bring them to me because they're really worried. They know that there's something inside in them that they're not talking about or they're keeping separate. There's a pressure on them um, and there's something that they're really seeking. And I just really don't want to add to that pressure. You want to take it away. Mm. Um, and it's very difficult because I, I, when I talk to parents of maybe teenagers, and I kind of say to them, you know, we've a really long life journey path, which has positives and negatives. So I've talked in the past about, like, the concept of retirement being dead and there being certain people that you never expect to retire. So, you know, Jane Goodall still working in her 90s. So you have this passion and this drive, and you keep going, and you live for whatever it is that you do. But... It takes you a long time to get there Um, and sometimes you end up studying different things maybe peripheral to what you actually end up doing for maybe about 10 years and so it's been takes you a lot to figure out what you want to do and it's it's not that you don't know what you want to do because you always have a vision and goal inside you a bit Mm -hmm. like Jane Goodall knew she wanted to go to Africa and work with animals from Mm -hmm. a young age so you kind of you know what it is you want to do but you don't verbalize that to anybody else because it's so different to what everybody else wants to do. Hmm. So you kind of go and do other things that help you learn things, and then you put it all together. That's okay. that's quite normal. So yeah, so it, it's it's a long life journey.
0: Yeah, and what kind of difficulties do do INFJ children face um, as they're growing up? You know, at what point do things start becoming a problem for them?
1: I th- I think um, I think it depends. It depends on the environment. One of the things I see um, that's quite sad is that people who are supposed to be mentoring us or educating us quite often end up bullying us. Um, We end up challenging teachers at a young age and not necessarily meaning to, but we we see a lot and we question a lot. And when people don't have answers to your questions because your questions are a lot bigger than the average six or eight-year-old in the class... unless you have a teacher that's particularly um, inspired and very whole in themselves, which I met those people later on, Mm. um, they feel challenged by you and they can really turn on you. So Mm. I've seen an awful lot, and particularly um, I think because we do question a lot and because we take in so much information, we're quite often seen as gifted. And so I've seen a lot of challenges with gifted children who who I know are INFJ. And so I see a lot of bullying. And then the other side is, um, I suppose, after that, maybe a bit later, kind of from the ages of maybe 10 through until about 16, you seem like um, a wise person on young shoulders. Mm. Um, And so you, you see a lot and you're quite often drawn to getting on better with adults and not necessarily with your peers. Your peers can have a, a sense that you see too much or know too much and people and um, the different words that have been used I've talked to other infJs about this we are described as hyper because we've got too much energy and um, intense because um, there's just too much intensity from us and um, I've been told that I stand too close to people which I, I think was kind of that I, I saw too much and um, there's a depth that you want to know people at and people don't tend to be comfortable in having someone know them to that depth until they're older so, um, so when you're younger that can be a bit of a challenge and you can end up feeling like as if there's something wrong with you like what's, what's wrong with everybody else and quite often you're seen as serious when you're not actually really serious. But you just you you have an intensity to you that that doesn't go with being young.
0: Okay.
1: Um, uh, so yeah, those, those are kind of the
0: the biggest kind of challenges, I suppose. It's quite isolating. Hmm. And uh, uh, INFJs in relationships, how do they how do they get on in relationships, friendships, like and. Friendships. Um,
1: one of the things you have to learn is that you're really drawn to a diversity of people. And because you're so aware of how everybody is and whether or not they're happy or not, it's a bad idea to put, try and put them all in the one room. Because then you end up really worrying how everybody is. And quite often they don't get on and they really clash. And that actually ends up being a hugely stressful experience, which people don't understand. So I, I hate parties. So I'm, I, do, I just accept now that I have a whole diversity of friends and that they don't know each other. And that's fine. And I only put some of them together and the ones that work. And and that ends up being a good mix. Um, So, you know,
0: so you have different people for different aspects of Mm. your life. So in relationships, what would really bug an INFJ?
1: Well, part of the
0: problem is, is
1: that they don't actually have enough bugs. So they end up having a really high threshold and a really high tolerance level. Mm. And INFJs will say things to me like no one else would be in a relationship with them which is not yeah. necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, they end up being hugely tolerant of people, hugely accepting. Um, they see people for who they really want to be. They see the people inside in people. Mm. Um, so they're quite often that's why they have such a diversity of friends. They can struggle to not put themselves first. They can struggle to just take on too much and do too much. Um, mm. because they're hugely efficient people and they have this kind of vision aspect of how everything is going to play out mm. they see what needs to be done long before it needs to be done and so mm. they have a tendency to have all the balls in the air and make it all happen mm. um, and sometimes people don't appreciate how much they're doing because they will always have a really driven career and a driven passion in the background mm. as well mm. so sometimes when they stop and they say no actually I don't want to do everything the other person's like what do you mean you don't want to do everything? Like, how am I supposed to compete with that? Like, you know, um, like, and, and suddenly they start to see how much you actually do. Mm. So there's a sense that they have to learn how to ask for help, which they're not very good asking for help anyway. Mm. And there's a sense of them not taking too much on until they absolutely explode. And mm. um, I end up talking an awful lot about self-care and me time to my yeah. clients. And um, I have a really good daily care routine. But one of the things that you really have to watch when you go into relationship is that you don't compromise that too much because you really need it. and okay. um, Because you take on so much in the world and you work in jobs and professions that involve you taking so much mm. on as well and caring so much about what you do, you have to look after yourself really well. And you do have a tendency to put everybody else first. You have a tendency to compromise that first.
0: Mm. And in terms of um, self-care, what kind of stuff and
1: um, exercise time to yourself and um, reading writing is huge mm. INFJs are not actually ironically they're not very good at expressing themselves mm. we express ourselves much better on paper mm. and if we want to work through something in our head we'll always work through a better writing okay. so you have to give yourself time to write every day um, and in fact a lot of people will think that INFJs don't talk very much because they can be the quietest people and um, my nickname in school was noisy because I never spoke Mm. Um, so you can go through whole periods of your life where you don't talk you only talk to people who you get close to and you actually know who you are mm. um, so writing's massive um, expressing and we tend to be very sensitive in our bodies, so um, your diet and food and what you eat and how you take care of yourself on a, on a whole holistic yeah. level really yeah. matters and I think because you just take in so much energy in the world, you really have to have a really good routine in that sense yeah. Yeah. Um, and we quite often have quite erratic sleep patterns because um, we 're a bit of a Duracell bunny, so mm. um, like there 'll be some days where you have to crash out, but we quite often don 't need a lot of sleep. Mm. And and we all like getting up really early in the mornings.
0: And what about careers? What kind of careers do they tend to go into? Um, What suits them?
1: One is where you help people. um, You think of really um, simple solutions to really complex ideas. And that's the most um, common part. There's a huge um, sort of legacy and educational and mentoring um, role um, to everybody. Um, and after that then it's whatever you're passionate about and it's it's a combination of um, having a vision for something being massively creative while being quite analytical at the same time which is a really odd mm. complex um so in one sense like science really suited my analytical side and I had art on the other side but then I needed something to creative to put that all into and You have a huge observational quality. You observe everything around you. And you're constantly seeking to understand yourself as well as understand everybody Mm. else around you. Um, So there's a huge level of understanding and a huge level of thought Mm. analysis that goes into everything. But then seeing how you can put that all together and create something new from it. thats Mm -hmm. quite simple, really
0: and are are they sporty are they into sports or um, yeah we, we, we all have to do
1: like for me I, I do walking because I don't have a great chest but um, running is particularly good for INFJs and we're all massively driven to water um, mm. in one form or another so water is massive to us
0: ok so water sports and stuff like that yeah but also, stuff.
1: but also we're just massively driven to the energy of the sea that's one of the things that recharges
0: us okay. we have to be around the sea Okay, so any more on that? Any more notes there? I see you have a nice little booklet of notes in front of you. Yes. Care to share? Yeah, let me think.
1: Um, things that we hate. Um, um, we hate when people make assumptions about us. We hate being misunderstood, and people quite often do. It's a real irony, but mm. it like, really drives us nuts. Mm. And we hate not, like if someone misunderstands us, we hate not being given the opportunity to express ourselves and explain ourselves. Because um, it really matters to us. Like It yeah. matters to how people view us. Um, We hate being controlled or manipulated. Um, We hate watching other people being manipulated. We can really see through people's motivations for things sometimes. Mm -hmm. We find that quite hard. Um, There's a certain amount that we'll actually let people do to us... But if you try to mess with somebody that we care about, that's a really bad idea. That's when you meet the bear that's inside.
0: Because we
1: seem like these really gentle, placid people, but there's a monster inside if you cross someone we actually really care about. It's it's that irony that you can do so much to me, but don't do it to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of hate being overorganized, which is really ironic, because this is one of the real contradictions, actually, in us. Because we're massively organized. Like massively tidy. Even from a young age, I was the freak with the tidy locker and you know the organised mm. coloured system and all the rest, you know. And my space is very tidy and you know aesthetics really matters to us and all those things, right? But we love being spontaneous. In our time off, we like to be able to go with the flow. You have a general idea of how things might happen, but you need the space to let them happen. Yeah. So they hate being over organised, um, which I find really
0: quite entertaining. And what stuff do you, you guys love? So, like, we've got enough of what you hate now. There's enough negative <laughs> now in this podcast for the time. It-
1: um, <laughs> deep conversations, um, art, music, um, creativity, knowing a whole diversity of people, cultures, experiences. And it's like, it's like dump us into anything and, and make us um, feel it and live it. And, you know, 360 degrees, it's... Um, mm. um, um, I suppose like see, seeing patterns even in, in music and um, huge cultural experiences and being active and constantly doing stuff and new experiences and new challenges yeah. and whatever the passion is that we work for and mm. um, that's just like why we get up every day. Okay. But, yeah, but there's a huge like there's a huge creative artistic element and our home environment. Our home environment really matters to us. In what way? And um, just has to be really nice. Okay. Um, it has to be somewhere that we we feel really safe and is really us. Mm, okay. If you want, if you want to get the one thing, the one kind of base, you know, foundation, right? In any INFJ's life, it's their home base. And um, and obviously, family is huge, and, and parenting—they all make excellent parents. And i an awful lot of INFJs choose to homeschool people as well.
0: Okay. And can INFJs take a joke?
1: <laughs> uh, I think you give me enough slagging <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and we're, we're, we we do have to be very
1: careful in how we <laughs> slag other people too, because we do have a very intellectual sense of humour, and we can find the one nugget weakness in people. So we do, you kind of have to learn at a young age that maybe that wasn't the best thing to say, even though you saw it.
0: meow <laughs> yeah, There's a bit of that, yeah. So you have to be very careful. Um, okay, believe there.
1: Yep. All right.
0: Thanks very much for joining us, and we'll talk to you again. Bye. Bye.